Welcome, everyone, to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host. David Bodcher. Terrific. So, Dave, since we covered Jim Corbett's adventures of him hunting a a couple man-eating leopards, and, you know, we've had several other stories we have talked about involving leopards and leopard attacks, I think it's a good idea for us to learn more about these amazing cats that doesn't involve (laughs) man-eating. Rice. Well, I got a little bit of man-eating, but whatever. (laughs) So we are doing a solo episode all about leopards, and I knew from the start that leopards were going to be tricky to cover due to how diverse they are and how many subspecies and habitats that they live in. So I I did my best on this, and I think it's going to work out well. But uh, leopards are really amazing animals, uh, and I've always been a huge fan of big cats. So this is going to be an uh, informative and fun episode, and I hope everyone learns a few things that they didn't know before. Sweet. Uh, And we we hope everyone enjoyed our last episode on our man, Jim Corbett. I'm Jim Corbett, mother... So, Dave, we cover his adventure about the second most deadly man-eater ever in recorded history, the man-eating leopard of Panar. This yeah. leopard had apparently had 400 kills, only outdone by the Champawat tigress with 436 confirmed kills. And I remember, ironically, even with such a high kill count, it's one of Jim's lesser-known stories, which is That's odd. crazy. Yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed covering the story. Anything Jim Corbett, we love on this show. And yeah. Dave, do you remember how crazy the hunt was when he finally shot the leopard? He had to have all the all the people, the village people follow him. And he's like, all right, I need your torchlight. And then he's like, don't don't leave. If, you see, <laughs> if we see the leopard, don't bolt. As soon as we see the leopard, well, they see the leopard, they all bolt. However, somebody dropped their torch in close enough to Jim where he could see the charging leopard and he was able to shoot it and kill it. Yeah. But it it was a really great story. So go back and check it out. If you haven't yet, check out all of our Jim Corbett stuff. That's still some of our best stuff. And we've had actually uh, several uh, people from India message us and tell us how much they enjoy the Jim Corbett stories and to it in their own words, they've said that Jim Corbett is like the hero that we've described. And that's, that's to the awesome. people that live there. So Jim Corbett is the man. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There were some funny yeah. jokes in that story, too. There uh, were, from yeah. His, there... From his sidekick buddy here, <laughs> you know? Yeah, his sidekick buddy who wanted to yeah. save the coat for his wife. Yeah. <laughs> or was it for his wife or for him? I can't remember. But I can't remember. I think it was his, but yeah. He, he drug out a guy from the river. He's like, I, I just wanted to save my coat, not you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so, well, Dave, I guess uh, let's check in with everyone's favorite cheetah and everybody's favorite ra- rainbow trout, the duo of Cheetor and Dante. Good evening, gentlemen. I hope everyone is enjoying the holiday season. I love the snow, not really. Anyway, happy Hanukkah to you, Dave, and also to you, Dante. <laughs> Who would have thought we would have a Jewish rainbow trout on the show? Hey, Cheetor. You ever heard my famous pickup line for Hanukkah? Hmm, what is that, Dante? Hey, you ever gefelt a fish? Have I ever what? Have you ever gefelt a fish? 
Dante, are you speaking gibberish? I don't know what the hell you are talking about. Uh, never mind. Oh, boy. Well, I do like jokes, but, uh, hey, Dante, you would have liked my meal we had tonight. We had some latkes. Some latkes? What is a latke? Latke, it's a, um, gosh, potato, like kind of like hash browns with onion all fried together. It's pretty good. I, I think it's But it's, it's like a it. Jewish dish? Yeah. Yeah, oh, a common okay. thing to have during Hanukkah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, Dave obviously celebrates Hanukkah, but that's cool. Somebody, I hope you yeah. enjoyed your your latke. I would have preferred a V in front of it instead of an L, but a V in front of vodka. Oh, vodka! <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> you go. It took you a second, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, before we get going, we want to thank all the listeners from around the world for joining us. I think we have a nice cult-like following, full of wonderful people. So thank you very much, and to the wonderful people, be sure to give us five stars on apple or even uh, spotify now uh, you can't give reviews on spotify yet but you can give reviews on apple so please if you listen on that go ahead and give us a review it means a lot and we will yeah. always uh, give you a shout out uh, when we see it and also tell your friends about us so we can grow even more yeah. all right well dave we have done solo episodes on a few of our big cats before and once again, I do this every time we, we cover a solo big cat. I need to know if you can name all of our big cat species. So okay. in a technicality, we'll, I'll explain it later. But Dave, there are eight. Can you name them? Okay, let's see. I'm doing it off the top of my head. Lions, tigers, um, leopard, jaguar, snow leopard. Cougar, cheetah, one more, one and more. the the Biggie Chungus, aka Mike, our cat. He's <laughs> a big, giant, fat cat. Your fat cat is uh, number eight. <laughs> yeah, Mikey, yeah. Mike, Mike Trout, the cat. Yeah, he's so fat. Our girls <laughs> make posters. They make they they make fun of him all the time about it. And they make these posters like. Uh, Kylie will redo movie posters like she made Die Lard and put Mike's face on <laughs> stuff like oh, that's that. So funny. Top gut, you know, things like that. <laughs> that's oh, cute. That's fun. So yeah, he's yeah, that's... he's officially the Biggie Chungus is an official subspecies. Biggie Biggie Chungus, that's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> no. All uh, right. Well, uh, we'll make night. We'll make a uh, Mike Mike Trout your cat the ninth. So what is the eighth? The eighth would be what did I say? Cl clouded leopard. Clouded leopard. I said Good snow job. leopard or clouded. Yeah, okay. You yeah. you got him, Dave. Wow, I'm impressed. Sweet. Nice job. Last nice. time, I don't think you got it. <laughs> Probably not. It, it well, takes a while job. to get ingrained in me, but yeah. Thanks. It takes a hundred it takes 119 episodes to get that ingrained in you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh Dave, we have our eight big cats. Now, if we want to define big cat even further, technically. Only four of these are true big cats, and those are tiger, lion, jaguar, and leopard. Dave, do you remember the reasoning behind them being the only true big cats? No, I don't. That's okay. It's um, because they have the ability to roar. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's you in their did larynx. say Now I do remember. You did say that, yeah. I've said that multiple times, yes. And uh, yeah. it's because that they can roar. 
Now, the other four big cats, uh, they cannot roar. They can hiss and purr like a cougar. Uh, they can't roar. They, they sound as a hiss and a purr, honestly. Yeah. And so uh, all, all of our big cats, tiger, lion, jaguar, and leopard, they are under the genus, which is known as Panthera. Okay. Sweet. But we also have the snow leopard who is also under that genus. Now, uh, the other three are under a different genus. Uh, so genus is one step above species on the feline umbrella. Okay. Okay. I know it can get complicated, but that is how it works. We have, and I remember this from junior high, our, my uh, teacher, a science teacher made us remember this. It goes kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species. Yeah. Uh, just, I know nobody's going to retract that and remember that, but that's okay. But she, I remember in junior high, our science teacher made us, she did like a challenge where uh, she had like a stopwatch and who could ever say it the fastest one, like a candy or something. And so I, it's always been engraved in my head ever since then. Kingdom, phylum, class order, family, genus, species. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I will, uh, I give my science teacher, I can't remember her name, but yeah, I give her credit for that. And I, and it, isn't it weird that like 20 years later, it uh, ended up being significant for me. I know. I know. Right. Yeah. She must've given you a Kit Kat for it. Hopefully that's (laughs) probably my favorite. All right. So we have done solo episodes on Bengal tigers and as well as Siberian tigers. And then we did a three part lion series. And then we also did a episode on jaguars. My favorite animal, by the way. Yeah. And we did an episode on snow leopards. So after we covered leopards, we still need to do a solo episode on cougars cheetahs and clouded leopards now we've covered multiple stories on cougars before i'm sure yeah you can remember a couple and uh some of them yeah. being attack stories and we've talked about cheetahs before a little bit other than cheetor just a little bit and i don't think we've ever had anything to say about a clouded leopard yeah or anything before no stories or anything so we will cover them at some point and big cats are my favorite. So we definitely will. And like I said, the Jaguar is my favorite animal and it's the animal on our logo for our shirts and stickers. And it's our podcast photo too. So uh, we really love big cats here. They're really awesome. And leopards are arguably the most awesome. So let's kind of get into them, Dave. Let's do it. The leopard, or their Latin name, Panthera pardus. All right, so now we all know what a leopard is, right? Yeah. We, we know what well, a leopard is. Or we do. have a general yeah. idea of what a leopard is, right? Yeah. So leopards have the widest distribution of all the big cats. Uh, coming in second, or close second, uh, are cougars. They have a very large distribution as well as they cover a, lo- a good part of North America and South America. Leopards have a slightly larger distribution covering over lots of Africa and Asia. Okay. Although the habitat of leopards has shrunk in the last like 200 years and is now only 25% of what it used to be. Oh. 
but they still have a very wide distribution. Uh, they live in all kinds of environments and habitats. Leopards have been so successful over time due to their ability to adapt. They're okay. excellent at that. And well, Dave, there are eight subspecies of leopard. Each wow. subspecies covers its own habitats. And well, there actually used to be 27 different subspecies. Then in 1996, through DNA analysis, scientists decided to narrow it down to eight. And thank goodness for that. <laughs> nice. So their, their wide distribution causes different physical characteristics, such as their coat color and their coat their differs throughout their habitats and also size differences. Their size can greatly differ depending on the environment they live in and certain situations. So leopards typically range from about, this is an ish, and this is for a males, typically around 70 to 170, 170 pounds for males. Okay. That's quite okay. a big difference. Yeah. And they definitely can get bigger. So like a 200 pound leopard is that is a that is a tank of a leopard right there. Wow. But they have they have been uh, documented. OK. Also, some subspecies are way more endangered than others. So let's go to our conference, our conservation scale. Uh, it's a one okay. to seven scale, one being extinct, seven being of least concern. So obviously seven is the best. Leopards as a whole, and this is all of them, are at a five, meaning vulnerable. However, which we'll find out, some subspecies are as low as a three. Okay. Me, and that means critically endangered. Okay. And so I do, when covering leopards, they're such, like I said, so diverse. I think it's important for us to learn about the different subspecies. And like I said, thank goodness we don't have to do 27 of them. <laughs> yeah. So let's cover the eight different subspecies. First, okay. we have the African leopard. Obviously, in the name, these are the ones in Africa. Uh, they're pretty much all in a sub-Saharan Africa and have they have the widest distribution of all the leopards because Africa is a huge continent. Yeah. So they are all the all of them in Africa are uh, determined to be African leopards, and they're also one of the largest subspecies. And they are the only, like I said, the only subspecies in Africa. So if you ever see a wildlife video or documentary, and the leopard, you know, it's in the savannas or in Africa, it is this subspecies. Okay. And when it comes to these leopards, they have a lot of competition in Africa. They compete with lions, hyenas, wild dogs, cheetahs, and many more. Uh, here, they will mainly bring their kill up into a tree to avoid other predators. Okay. That's a characteristic of these African leopards. Uh, the largest Afri African leopard that I was able to find that passed the sniff test was a leopard that was recorded to be 212 pounds. Like I said, that wow. is a tank of a leopard. Yeah. But even their size can greatly differ in Africa depending on their habitat. So there are leopards in the rainforests of like, like what there's the Congo, which is there's like two different Congo countries anyway. Uh, in the surrounding countries, they are the main predator. Lions don't live up there. Okay. And uh, here, 
so like I said, I'm trying to put over how different different the African leopards are. Here in the mountains, their main source, one of their main sources, if not the main sources of food for them, are primates. Okay. This includes monkeys, obviously. This also includes apes, like chimpanzees and, Dave, even gorillas. Wow. That'd be a tough one. And I'm not joking. Yes, leopards are gorilla killers. Like, uh, I want to do like a bonus episode on a side bit for this sometime. But I have I've watched several. I've researched this. I took I took hours of research and I'm going to cover it another time. But uh, yes, leopards are known to kill adult silverback gorillas. Wow. That's amazing. A hundred yeah. you know seventy pound cat versus a four or five hundred pound big ass gorilla that's crazy, however, uh, I gotta put over that uh the you don't think a leopard's gonna make it a fair fight, do you uh no, he'll try to sneak up, but still Ooh. yeah, sneak up on a sleeping gorilla at night, you know the primates we don't have very good night vision, yeah. So a yeah. leopard will sneak up on a gorilla, a silverback gorilla. There's, it's been documented. So I just want to put that over. And I, uh, I do have a, like a leopard versus gorilla uh, bonus I want to do sometime. Okay. Well, gee, I think that put a little bit more fear into me when, he, when you said they can be 70 pounds. I think I'd be scared of even a 70-pound leopard if that's the case. <laughs> no kidding, Holy right? Holy moly. Yeah. Leopards are, uh, they're underestimated which i get i get into later however so uh these african leopards they have the highest population of all the subspecies with around four, forty to fifty thousand in africa okay and i so dave i gotta tell you when i was researching this and i googled like what is how many african leopards are there and blah 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 and uh all the top searches said seven hundred thousand i was like whoa wow that does not pass the sniff test. So I went deeper and sure enough, it came from a study that was highly flawed and completely illegitimate. Uh, so it, it was it was wrong. And I was able to find proper statistics that at the 40 to 50 sounds way more reasonable than 700. OK, yeah. But yeah, just I wanted to put over that. I think I feel like my uh, sniff test uh, when dealing with misinformation has been pretty good after nice. doing so much research on the show. So I just wanted to put, put myself over there. Nice. All right. So, so then we're going to go to the next uh, leopard subspecies. And then we have the Indian leopard. These live in the forests of India. These are the ones that Jim Corbett hunted. Okay. And also one of the largest. Uh, and also as well, they have to uh, contend with other main predators that are above them in the, and the hierarchy, so they have to deal with the Bengal tiger, which is obviously the main, the top dog there. Yeah. However, when when they're in the same territory as a tiger, they typically will hunt smaller animals to avoid competition with a tiger. Okay. But yes, these are, and they, these Indian leopards, they have by far the most attacks on humans than any other subspecies. Makes sense. And so they have a population of around 13,000 in India. Okay. All right. And then 
Let's move on to the third. We have the Javan leopard. So Java is a good sized island and part of Indonesia. It is a heavy, is an extremely heavy populated island with over 150 million people. Wow. Indonesia has the fourth largest population in the world, and it's distributed on several islands as well. But um, so the leopards here are restricted to some small patches of forest, which where they live. And there even used to be a tiger subspecies that lived on the island, but they went extinct in the 1970s, the Javan tiger. So now that kind of makes the leopards the main predators there as well. However, leopards here are critically endangered with maybe 500 in the wild. Okay. Wow. That's not, that's not many, but it, we no. get down to lower numbers in a little bit. Um, next, we have the Indo-Chinese leopard. It's a very sparsely populated throughout Southeast Asia in countries like Malaysia, Cambodia, Thailand, and even up into China. They inhabit less than 10% of their historic range. And this subspecies has the highest amount of black leopards. And I'll cover more on black leopards later. I got a whole segment on them. But um, there are only about 2,500 Indo-Chinese leopards in the wild. So not many. But uh, next, we're going to go to... This is probably something that a lot of people don't know. We are going to move to the Arabian leopard. Ah. And this is known to be the smallest leopard in size, normally about half the size of an African leopard. So when we said 70 pounds, this is probably them. And they live in the Middle East, like Saudi Arabia and the Arabian Peninsula, uh, the Arabian Peninsula, like Oman, Yemen, maybe. But okay. you've pro- uh, most people probably have never heard of leopards that live there, and that may be because there are only estimated to be 200 of these leopards left. Wow. So critically endangered for them. Yeah. All right. So now we have the uh, Persian leopard. These leopards okay. are found in the, the Caucasus Mountains, as well as in uh, Iran and Afghanistan. And these are actually known to be a larger subspecies. Uh, okay. They even reach up to uh, countries like Georgia and Azerbaijan. Okay. Which is a, a funny thing. And, you know, David, you know, what's funny is I, uh, I remember back in college, this is 10 plus years ago, I had a, a friend that was from Georgia And I would I did animal research back then, too. And I specifically remember telling her that there were leopards in Georgia. Not many, obviously, but she did not believe me until I showed her. Oh, she had no idea, which is pretty cool. And so she uh, she also taught me some Georgian words. I still remember. You want to hear them real quick? Yeah. Uh, And I remember these off the top of my head. is one, two, three. Uh, Hello is Garma Joba. And she mm. even taught me how to say "you are beautiful" in Georgian. So it's Lamaz Lamazihar. Lamazihar. Oh, nice. Lamazihar. So yeah, if any Georgian women are listening, Lamazihar to you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> she had a hot sister. I said it to her. <laughs> <laughs> All nice. right. Anyway, so let's continue. So Dave, then we have the Sri Lankan leopard. These ones are interesting. The, they are on the island nation of Sri Lanka, just under India. 
And they are arguably the largest subspecies of leopard. Uh, that's to be determined. We don't know. But they're definitely one of the largest. And that is the, due to them being the main predator on the island. And they have been for a long time. Okay. Like I said, normally, normally leopards have to compete with other big cats like lions and tigers or other predators. Well, on Sri Lanka, they don't have that competition. Like I said, it's been that way for quite a long time. And so they are the apex predators there. One leopard named Ivan was said to have weighed 220 pounds. I am not sure if that's confirmed. I can't 100% confirm that, but it it passes the sniff test. So I, I could definitely believe that. And they have a population of around 1,000, so not many. Oh, yeah. All right. So, Dave, then we have the Amur leopard or Siberian leopard. They are found in Far East Russia and China, very similar to like the Siberian tiger in habitat. Okay. And they are the only leopards to live in like a real like cold climate most of the time. And they're, so their coats are thicker than the other subspecies to adapt to the cold. And these are this subspecies of leopard is probably the rarest of all big cat species subspecies in the world with only around 100 to 130 in the wild still. Wow. So extremely critically endangered. These leopard, these Amur leopards are. But those Dave, those are the eight leopards. Sub leopard subspecies. And as you can see, it's kind of difficult to talk about leopards in general since they can differ so much. Yeah. Like we could probably do an episode on each of these subspecies. Like for real, maybe we'll do an episode on the Amur leopard sometime. I don't know. But I, yeah. I just, I just want to, I just want to say that uh, it's hard to keep things general when you're talking about such a, a species that differs so much, but we're going to do our best. Okay. And, Dave, we're going to do a little quiz time for you. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So, Dave, I'm going to quiz you on something again, and I'm going to show you a few. What I'm going to do is I'm going to show you. I got three photos I'm going to show you, and there are of a leopard and a jaguar, and one of them is of a cheetah as well. I I figure you could point out the cheetah and which one's which on there. And I'm going to post these on our social media. So if anyone wants to see what Dave is talking about, you know. So I know that it is it's very it's very difficult to tell the difference between a leopard and a jaguar. And then some people can even mix it up with a cheetah. So the cheetah is obviously going to be the easiest one to pick out. So, Dave, with the mounds of knowledge you've learned by listening to me over the years, can you pick out which one is the leopard and why? Putting you on the spot. Here's the first photo, Dave. I'm going to show you right now. And I want you to tell me which one is or just tell me which is which do you you do you. Okay. I just have three prints of like a close in shot of a jaguar, a leopard and a cheetah. So can you narrow it down or can you decide which one's which? Okay, so the uh, middle is the cheetah. The middle is the cheetah, correct. And it is just... um, I spotted it right away. Yeah, good one, Dave. (laughs) So, yeah, cheetahs have, like, it's just spots. It's just spots, right? Yeah. It's just a bunch of black spots on their fur. So, you have the other two. Um, Do you know, do you remember the difference between a leopard and a jaguar? Just by looking at a close-up, it's 
tough. Actually, this is easy for me, but <laughs> this is uh, um, can you do you know which one's I'm, which? I'm finding it tough because the patterns uh, just don't. But I'm going to say Jaguar on the right. Good job, Dave. You are correct. OK, good. now, why? Why is that? I'm going to say it's the spots and the the uh, um, pattern, the rosettes, the rosettes, rosette. Yeah, OK, that's what they're called, the rosettes. And you are 100 percent correct. Good job, Dave. Sweet. Slow clap. Ah. <laughs> well, I got another photo for you. OK. All right, Dave. So I have a leopard and a jaguar side by side. This is a tough one. Oh, yeah, you're putting me on the spot here. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to So I, I, I literally, uh, it's just a picture of a leopard and a jaguar, and they are on a side angle, and they're exposed their entire coat. And so, Dave, can you tell me which one is the leopard, which one is the jaguar? It, it looks like the jaguar's on the left. Dave, once again. Sweet. Very good. You, you nailed it, bro. It's hard to tell. I my it glasses is. It's, it is those. hard to tell. It, it, yeah. it is hard to tell. To be honest, it is. Like I said, I'm going to post these on our social media, so you, we'll see if the listeners can tell it as well. All right. Sweet. Looking again, we have two. We have them. Um, kind of a, a facial shot, and they're both drinking water. Gee, that's a tough one. Oh my goodness. I yeah, uh, this one I can't even tell which one's got spots. Or oh, like I think the it's the one on the left. One on the left. Which one's the which one is the one on the left? Jaguar. Very good. Sweet. Dave, three for three. Nice job. Yes, nice. the one on the right is a leopard. You could tell because it doesn't have the spots in yeah. the rosettes. And you could you saw this spot right here, didn't you? Yeah, it took me a while <laughs> to find it. Yeah. Well, that's you did good. You did good, Dave. You did good. Sweet. And yeah, it. It is it is a difficult task. Sometimes I struggle and I have to I got to look really closely sometimes. So jaguars are heavier and bulkier with like a stockier body, like shorter legs, a larger head. The the easiest way to tell is like we said at their spots or uh, also called rosettes. And on the sides of jaguars, they have larger rosettes and inside those rosettes are another spot. Now, leopards are a little bit leaner and less bulky and have a long, they have a longer tail as well. Okay. And with smaller rosettes that do not have a spot in the middle. Like I said, sometimes I even struggle telling them apart, so it's okay to be confused. Obviously, the biggest difference between the two is that they don't live on the same continent. <laughs> That's true. So, like, while if you are looking at a photo and trying to tell which one's which, look at the backgrounds. And if it's more jungle like, like a rainforest like, probably a jaguar. Maybe more savanna, grassland like, probably a leopard. But yeah. still, it's uh, it's hard to tell. I I definitely know that. It sometimes it like, takes me a while. But uh, it's still pretty cool that they both evolved to have very uh, similar looks to them, even though they have never met. Yeah, that's true. Uh, evolution decided that it was like, I like leopard print. I want to I want to put it on some cats. <laughs> and then just made it a little bit different. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Dave, now I want to talk to something that it bothers me sometimes. And that is. I've brought it up before. Black Panthers. 
Uh-huh. All right. And I can't tell you how many people I've corrected on this. So it's is this is right up there. I, I've got like two animal pet peeves. One is Black Panthers. The other is when people say that that snake is poisonous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty <laughs> sure most of the listeners, if they've listened, they know that a snake, it's not poisonous. It's venomous. And yeah. I will correct someone every time on that. I do not care. Yeah, you know, I remember <laughs> you doing it. We'd be at your parents' house and. If anyone, like, I would, I would, like, kind of how I do my, how I say my girl's names. I'll be like, Kaylee, oh, Kylie, you know, and, and you're correct. And so I'll do the same thing. Oh, this thing's poison, uh, venomous. And you're already <laughs> correcting me before I can even correct myself. I'm like, I'm already eyeballing that's, you. Like, did that's the, not did the, poison. <laughs> I already did the head turn and everything. Like, what yeah. did you say? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I correct people at work. I correct people all the time. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> so um, so when it comes to a Black Panther, it, I also understand how it can be confusing. But like I say, a Black Panther is not its own thing. It's not its own species. A Black Panther is a nickname for a melanistic leopard or jaguar. Let me explain. Both leopards and jaguars can have what is called melanism. And I'm not going to get too scientific about it, but basically melanism is where they have uh, black pigments to their coat. Black yeah, like pigmentation. The like the opposite of an albino, you know? Kind of, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll just go with that for simple terms, but it's more complicated in scientific terms. Oh, but okay. yeah, sure, we'll just go with that. It, it, it happens to many mammal species. Like there's even uh, squirrels that can be melanistic. So it happens oh. in, the animal, in the mammal kingdom. But with big cats, it is only found in leopards and jaguars. Now, some say some argue it can be found in cougars as well. However, there has never been a cougar properly identified in having melanism. So, no, it does not count. Now we have um, what well, you're in Florida. So we have what is called a Florida panther there, right? Yeah, that is just a cougar. It's yeah. just a nickname for the cougars in Florida. Yeah, there is no pantherness to them they're not even in the panthera family but uh it's just a name sometimes used for big cats i understand that but in in the genes of some leopards and jaguars like the melanistic it's a variant if you ever see a black leopard or jaguar in certain light you can still see that they have rosettes and you can still see the what would be their their normal colors on them in certain light oh interesting but the melanism it makes it difficult to see. And I don't know the percentage of individual leopards or jaguars that are melanistic, but studies show that it tends to happen in more in individuals that live in deep jungle environments. Oh, okay. So like I said, the Indo-Chinese tiger, they live in the forest there in Southeast Asia. And you'll get some Indian ones as well. You can even find some African black leopards. Uh, and then you... Uh, with jaguars, it's more prominent in the ones that are in the deep rainforest. Okay. So being a melanistic leopard or jaguar is is not a bad thing either. Some actually argue that it helps camouflage in the shady, dark jungles, and especially at night. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, is, sure there a real, is there a real advantage, though? Maybe. I don't really know. And I, also, I, I don't know if there are any disadvantages either. Yeah. So like a mother leopard or jaguar can give birth to, say, like four kittens 
and one or two might come out melanistic, even if the mother and father weren't melanistic themselves. It's just in the gene pool. It's like blue eyes or red hair. Ah, interesting. So uh, I just want everyone, everyone listening, I hope that from now on you will correct anyone you hear call a big cat a panther. You could be like, oh, I mean a melanist. You mean a melanistic leopard or jaguar, I believe. <laughs> and yeah, do it in a condescending British accent too. People will love it. <laughs> yeah, that's what she does. But, but seriously, correct them because that's not right. But it's just uh, here. Here's a good example if you needed one. So you know Bagheera from Jungle Book. Yeah, you know people. He, Say he's a panther. Well, he's actually a melanistic Indian leopard, not a black panther. Uh, okay. Same when it, same for like the Black Panther, the superhero uh-huh. for Marvel. He is actually named after a melanistic African leopard. Okay. I just want to bury that in all the listeners' minds. I feel like everyone should know that. It's like, like I said, it's one of my main things I correct people on, along with um, poisonous and venomous. Uh, kind of my two pet peeve, two animal pet peeves, you could say. <laughs> nice. All right. So uh, we, we, I got that out of the way. And uh, let's, let's get into more about leopards. Leopards, like most big cats, other than lions, of course, live a mostly solitary lifestyle. Dominant males operate in their own territories, which could encompass the territories of several females. Um, male leopards will fight each other for territory and for females if necessary. Okay. Well, one of my main, one of the coolest things about leopards is how they hunt and what their diet is. Now, leopards, they've got to have the most diverse diet of any of the big cats. They will literally eat anything from a beetle to a wildebeest and anything in between. Wow. Again, this is going to depend on the habitats in which they live, but leopards typically kill and eat uh, medium size, even and they'll eat small, medium to large animals. And this could range okay. from gazelle, zebra, wildebeest, impala, deer, goats, birds, monkeys, literally anything is on the menu. And as we've learned, sometimes that includes humans as well. Yeah. They like our salty meat, remember? Yeah, <laughs> that is a, that is a very that is a rare thing to happen, but it does happen. Anyway, leopards are mostly ambush hunters. They are surprising their prey from cover or from trees. And leopards are probably the most arboreal of the big cats, meaning they uh, like to be in trees. They're excellent climbers. They're so good at, at climbing. It's unreal. One of my uh, favorite ambush styles of hunting they do, uh, particularly in Africa. So they'll get up in one of them big trees uh, and they'll just they could just be chilling and something comes their way or they'll be hunting. And, you know, like a gazelle or something uh, goes under the tree to feed. So they will literally jump down. They will jump off a tree. And I I swear it was 30 or 40 feet. I'm not joking. It's like two stories at least. And they will jump on top of the gazelle. It's uh, wow. it's incredible to watch. And Dave, I watched tons of leopard hunting videos while researching this. And man, they are super agile and way stronger than you think. Like they are able to carry an animal weighing twice as much, if not more, 
than they do up into a tree. They grab like a, the dead animal by the throat and they will climb a tree with like a 300 pound animal in their mouth. It's extremely impressive. I would, I would actually say that uh, leopards are the most athletic of all the big cats. Okay. They can leap uh, around two, uh, 20 feet across. They can jump 20 feet. Wow. And then uh, they can jump 10 feet high. It's like you're, it's like, uh, if Mikey was on steroids, maybe he could <laughs> he could get a little bit of that, but he's too fat. <laughs> nice, yeah. And uh, typically, when hunting, they will sneak up on their prey, stalking them, and they move in silently. The pads of their feet are made to not make noise or rustle leaves or anything. They are extremely stealthy, and when they when they're close enough, they run in for the kill. And when they run, they are fast, too. They can reach uh, probably over 30 miles an hour in short bursts. Wow. Uh, and when killing small prey, they'll kill it by snapping the spine. So like a small monkey or something like that. Then uh -huh. with larger prey, they grab it by the throat and suffocate it, which is very similar to other big cats. Yeah. And when they make a kill, they like to take it somewhere where they can uh, eat it by themselves. Uh, being solidarity while eating it. And the, so that could mean going into a cave or often up into a tree so that okay. they will avoid other predators that could possibly steal their kill, which is a thing that happens all the time, especially in the savannah. Every animal steals from every other animal. Yeah. But by going up into a large tree, they avoid the other predators like hyenas. Hyenas can't climb. Wild dogs, they can't climb. And even lions most of the time, like lions can climb, but they're not nearly good at it as leopards. Yeah. And so leopards hunt mostly at nights, not always, but they are very opportunistic hunters. So if something comes by, they're going to take advantage. But nighttime is when they're at their best. Okay. Which uh, it's hard to find videos of leopards hunting at night for obvious reasons. Yeah. And uh, I've seen I've seen uh, videos of leopards attacking and killing many prey species. I saw one attack a porcupine. Uh, I actually saw I saw two attack a porcupine, one successfully and one unsuccessfully. And Dave, yeah. if you remember, we have learned on the show that attacking a porcupine might not be worth it. Yeah. If you remember, there was uh, one or two of Jim Corbett's tigers that he the man eating tigers that he killed. They had yeah. porcupine quills stuck all over them. Yeah. So um, the successful one flipped it on its back and attacked the soft belly and got to the porcupine, was able to get it. Oh. The unsuccessful one got uh, at least a dozen quills stuck all over its face and shoulders. Uh. Porcupine quills are no joke for a predator and potentially lead to infection, which leads it's a, it could be a death sentence. It's not like they have hands that can get them out, you know? Yeah. And then I've seen several videos of leopards hunting baboons. Baboons are a big prey item for leopards. And I saw one where the leopard had killed a baboon and then brought it up into a tree. It was just kind of chilling there now. But the alpha male baboon climbed in the tree and started attacking the leopard. Wow. Uh, and then the leopard just ran away after that. The Jeez. baboons are... Really tough, too. Baboons are no joke. We, I think a baboon episode would be a good idea sometime. Oh, yeah. Little bastards. 
<laughs> you know, you know my feeling on monkeys. Yep. Yeah. All right, but I I encourage everyone to go check out some videos on leopards and hunt them hunting. Uh, me just talking about it just doesn't do it justice. So go check out some videos. Yeah. All right. So the lifespan of a leopard is around twelve to sixteen years ish. This is a little bit higher than that of a lion, which is normally around thirteen years. The longest living leopard recorded was a captive female that lived for twenty four years. Wow. And I still think that 13 years for a big cat, that's that's pretty solid. Yeah, that should be good. And uh, well, well, Dave, uh, get excited because it's your favorite time of each of these solo episodes where we talk about the mating habits of our solo animal. (laughs) Mating habits and uh, animal penises are your favorite part, right, Dave? Yeah, my favorite. Yeah, it's my Google search history's favorite, too. (laughs) Well, Dave, I don't have any info on leopard penises, so you're going to have to look it up after the show. So you don't know if they're spotted or have rosettes or anything on it? (laughs) No, but I'm pretty sure they're barbed of some kind. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're just like uh, typical cats. Okay. Well, and Dave, this is a PG-13, PG-ish show, and I know lots of children listen, so when it comes to leopards mating... It involves a lot of biting and scratching. It's 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 pretty rough. Let's just say that. Okay. And it goes for about three days straight, and they will do it up to 20 to 30 times a day. Kind of a marathon. Wow. <laughs> so, Gee. pretty sure we can just leave it at that. That's actually pretty typical <laughs> of big cats. Lions, they're the same. So, it's pretty typical. Oh. But uh, leopards reach sexual maturity at around two to three years. And when a female gets pregnant... Gestation lasts around 100 days, and they typically give birth to a litter of four cubs is the average. Oh. Uh, Leopard cubs. Oh, leopard cubs are so cute, too. They're adorable. Uh, However, when it comes to leopard cubs, unfortunately, only about 50% will survive through their first year. Wow. They are often killed by other predators and even other leopards. So you have, like I said, lion. you got all the predators and then you throw in. Um, I watched one video where they uh, a rock python actually snagged a cub. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's lots of predators for uh, cubs, of course. That goes with lions as well. So yeah. um, cubs will begin feeding on meat at around nine weeks. And at around three months, they will begin following their mothers to learn how to hunt. The mother teaches them how to hunt and they observe and then they help and then they do it themselves. And like okay. around a year is when they should be able to do some of their hunting on their own. However, okay. and this goes with like tigers and stuff, too. They typically don't leave their mothers until around two years old. OK, yeah. All right. So. Uh, we can't talk about leopards. Well, I've mentioned it a couple times already, but we can't talk about leopards without talking about their enemies and how they contend with many other predators throughout all of pretty much all of their environments. It's a big deal for them. Uh, like I said, lions, tigers, wild dogs, hyenas, doles, which are um, dogs in India, crocodiles, and then even in some areas, wolves and bears. Uh, these other predators will steal, uh, steal away kills that they have made and kill cubs 
And even on more rare instances, uh, they will kill adult leopards if they can. Okay. So having having so many other predators, uh, leopards tend to be kind of skittish and try to avoid the other predators. They don't yeah. want to deal with them. You know, they want to do yeah. their own thing. But if they get caught, a leopard will put up a fight. I feel like leopards are underestimated in how ferocious they can be. Yeah. Now, Dave, I don't know if you've seen um, some of those videos that have come from India where like a leopard, we've covered a story or two from them where a leopard uh-huh. is like in the city and just will attack a person, attack a person and just trying to, it's trying to escape is what it's trying to do. Yeah. But um, it, it is a thing that happens if they get into like a city in India, like they they'll go crazy and they'll, you know, attack a person, but they're, they're, they're trying to get away, but they're, they feel confined in that area. It's a, yeah. but man, they can, they move, huh? Yeah. It's like a, they're, just a crowd of men, you know, just trying to shush it away. You know, I, I don't know how many, 15, 20 men, you know, and it's, and it's just like, get away, you know, it's keeping them at bay. You're just like, oh, oh yeah. And then if someone gets too close, it'll lunge out. And boom, it'll take out it'll attack three, them three, to, then... three to five people all of a sudden stumble to the ground, you know, and it could be anything. Just one swipe and they're, they're cut, their legs cut open or something, you know, Yeah, and that's yeah. all it takes. Just one leap and, and the group just got, is There's, is there's uh, several it's videos. Uh, it's crazy. I, I encourage, I encourage our listeners to go check them out if they can on YouTube. But there are uh, there are a few recorded cases of crocodiles preying on leopards. Oh, lions! Lions will kill leopards if they can. They really don't care about leopards. Now, tigers kind of have a more uh, coherent lifestyle with leopards, and so to a lesser degree. I mean, if they need to, a tiger will kill a leopard. However, they live a little better than say with lions. Okay, but then you have uh, hyenas and uh, wild. African wild dogs, you know, they can outnumber a leopard and they can kill them. Yeah. And then like in India, a sloth bear could kill them. And then in um, higher elevations, you have brown bears to contend with. And there are even reports of baboons killing a leopard. Wow. Uh, Being a leopard is a dangerous lifestyle, to be honest. Yeah. However, uh, I'll say it again. Never underestimate a leopard. Yeah. All right. So a big subject with leopards is obviously with their enemies, um, other animals, but uh, also their conflict with humans. Like I said, other predators aren't the only problem for leopards. Humans are. And they like I said earlier, they only live in about 25 percent of uh, what their range used to be. And subs, some subspecies are critically endangered. This is mostly due to habitat loss and poaching. Uh, leopards are poached mostly for their beautiful fur coats, and uh, they really are really good looking. And many oh, yeah. other body, many other body parts are used for traditional medicines. Uh, we talked about this when we covered the Bengal tiger as well. Like they use their the whiskers would supposedly help with a toothache. I don't know some yeah. dumb stuff. I I'm not a believer in not any of that, but. Uh, I, I don't, I don't want to dive into the poaching as it, it would take a long time. But to give you an idea on how bad poaching can be to the leopard populations, 
Between 2002 and 2012, at least four leopards were estimated to have been poached per week in India for the illegal wildlife trade of its skins, bones, and other body parts. Wow. So four leopards a week. That that really adds up after 10 years. Yeah. And there's another big part. Uh, it's a big thing and something I, I didn't want to dive in deep for this episode. It would have been a lot more research. And we can't talk about conflicts with man without talking about, you know, leopard attacks and not on humans and on livestock as well. Leopard attacks even has its own Wikipedia page, Dave. Wow. And I, I do feel the need to say before I talk about what we're going to talk about, uh, we are in no way demonizing leopards. Uh, uh, humans are way worse to them. But these conflicts and attacks are a real thing that happen. So I just want to make sure everybody is aware of that. So uh, and reducing human leopard conflict has proven difficult. Conflict tends to increase during periods of drought or when the leopard's natural prey becomes scarce or when they just got a real big taste for that salty, salty human meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But anyway, uh, leopards will prey on livestock, sometimes a lot, which causes money loss for the people who then try to kill the leopard. This is a problem with many predators around the world, and there have been measures made in uh, many areas where this with the leopard conflict happens to capture and relocate the problem leopards. But this it's kind of come with mixed results. Oh, okay. But there, there have people are trying in some places. Okay. And so, Dave, with the most severe human leopard conflict today, is in the state of Uttarakhand, India, hmm. and it's wild. Does that ring a bell? Uttarakhand, no. I, I'm sure I've mentioned it in our Jim Corbett stuff, but this is the state where all of our Jim Corbett stories take place. Oh. Is that where in they North, are? Yeah, it, that that's place, the state. Huh? That's like the state. Okay. Yeah. So in northern India, below Nepal. So still to this day, there are man-eating leopards there. Wow. I mean, none of them have gotten close to a number like the Pinar or Rudapriag leopards. But from 2001 to 2010, 45 leopards were legally declared man-eaters and killed by wildlife authorities. Wow. Yes. And so there, Dave, there is no like global database for leopard attacks. So there really is no number to give you on how many people they have attacked and or killed in the modern times. But, and I gave you this statistic last episode from 1875 to 1912, there were an estimated 12,000 people killed by leopards. Gee. Other than that, I really don't have many good statistics when it comes to um, leopard attacks. Okay. So, but when it comes to leopard attacks, India by far seems to have the most. Okay. And uh, I have a few more notable man eaters. You want to hear them? Yeah. 
So we have obviously covered the two best known ones, the Pinar leopard that we covered last episode that killed 400, as well as the Rudapriag leopard that killed 125. Yeah. Both were eventually killed by our man, Jim Corbett. However, there are a few other notable man-eaters, man-eating leopards as well. So uh, I got a little bit of a list here. So let's start with the leopard of central provinces. Huh. So this was in central India in the early 1900s. This leopard apparently killed 150 people. Wow. Uh, This leopard was shot by an unnamed hunter. Okay. And there is a little bit more information on this one. Maybe we can cover the whole story another time. Oh, sweet. I might be able to. It's not going to be a full. It wouldn't be a full episode, but maybe we can cover it sometime. Okay. So then the next one, we have the spotted devil of Gumalapur, maybe, I don't know. It's a leopard that killed 42 people and was eventually shot by Kenneth Anderson. Okay. Hey, you mentioned mentioned him uh, multiple times. He's kind of, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to say Jim Corbett light, but (laughs) he he was another notable uh, hunter of man eaters. I, I, it's just hard. You can't beat Jim Corbett. No. no. So he's like the second place guy. So when, <laughs> yes, we will cover Kenneth Anderson sometime. I promise he is. He's a guy very much like Jim Corbett. Just kind of later on. He was more in like the thirties, forties, fifties style type of deal. Okay. All right. So then we have the leopard of yellow, yellow Giri Hills. Maybe. Only three kills, but was also shot by Kenneth Anderson. Okay. Uh, Then the leopard of Golis Range, which is in modern day Somalia. So this is our first non-Indian leopard for a change. Uh, Allegedly killed around 100 people. Wow. And was shot by a British British officer named H.G.C. Schwain. (laughs) That's a name. Uh, In 1899. Then we have the leopard of Mueller Valley killed around 30 people in India, eventually shot by L.S. Osmostin. I don't know who he is, but it's not a bad name. Uh, In 1903. And then we have the leopard of Kahaini. No, I got no chance, bro. Uh, (laughs) That allegedly killed near 100 people from 1857 to 1860. Uh, oh, then wow. the leopard of Pu Punani, I don't know, from <laughs> Sri Lanka, actually, where leopard attacks are really rare. There, it killed twelve people and was shot by Captain Shelton Agar in nineteen twenty four. Okay, so it's um, it's interesting to note that, and this goes with all Jim's story. So basically, all the majority of these legendary man eaters take place in the late 1800s early 1900s okay the golden age of man eating i guess you could say <laughs> nice i kind of like that there you go yeah <laughs> all right so i what i've covered pretty much everything i want to cover uh however when we do these solo episodes i also like to cover some uh of our animal in like pop culture and folklore a little bit. Right. Yeah. 
So leopards have been featured in art, mythology, and folklore around the world. Like in Greek mythology, it was a symbol of the god Dion Dionysus. Dionysus. D-I-O-N. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Look at that, Dave. It's like you know some things. <laughs> rare. Well, it's what rare. else do you know? Do you know anything else? No, that's about, about Dionysus. I just okay, knew how well, to pronounce that. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it was a god who was depicted wearing leopard skin and using leopards as means of transportation. Interesting. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah, it was like Santa, but with leopards. <laughs> nice. Not reindeer. <laughs> nice. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But in one myth, the god was captured by pirates, but two leopards rescued him. I don't know. That seems kind of cool. Yeah. All right. So then the Ashanti people in Ghana used the leopard as a symbol of leadership. And only the king was permitted to have a ceremonial leopard stool. Huh. That sounds pretty cool, too. Yeah. There, I know there's a lot more folklore out there, but... Uh, we wanted to keep this around an hour ish, so I didn't dive deep into it, but uh, let's continue just more like pop culture stuff. So, the use of leopard print in fashion has been around since the ancient Egyptians wow. using leopard print coats. Uh, leopard print is everywhere nowadays, most of the time, it's not real leopard, obviously. Yeah, but there, like, I think I even have like a lep, like a, a leopard print button-up shirt that i used for like a 70s party once oh sweet right yeah on. it was pretty cool <laughs> nice. but there, um so uh but there they are uh, depicted in ancient egypt uh, in ancient egyptian art that depicts uh women wearing leopard prints so it's always been kind of a thing for women it's it is wow. uh, w- kind of a a woman's i don't know what do you yeah. say it's, it's basically a for women. fashion, yeah. It is yeah. a woman's fashion. Very rarely do you see it on men. I think I pull it off. Unless your name is Dionysus. Jim- yeah. <laughs> I bet Jim Corbett could pull it off. Oh, yeah. He could pull anything <laughs> but off. But then, yeah. Hell yeah. Then, uh, so then in the 17 and 1800s, leopard print signified, like in Europe, uh, signified uh, wealth and status for anyone who, any one of the women who wore it. Okay. And then in the then in the 1900s, with the start of like mass produced fabrics and garments, leopard print entered kind of the mainstream in the 1900s and began having more modern significance. And to this day, leopard print is still used around the world as and has uh, it, it has like on and off. From what I read, it has like on and off times. Uh huh. It's like you know, you go through like a 10 10 year period where it's like nah, and then boom. Like some celebrity wears it and then it's popular again. Yeah. So it has its on and off um, trendiness, trendiness. Uh, But there have been many prominent women have used leopard print in the past. Style icons like Josephine Baker, Elizabeth Taylor, um, Jackie Kennedy and uh, Edie Sedwick. Is that how you say that? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I've never heard of her, but it was one of the names listed. Uh, but they they were all kind of known as wearing the pattern. And even in more mo- modern times, prominent women like Michelle Obama and even Beyonce have made leopard print popular. Okay. So that's, that is a thing. Leopard print is pretty popular. Yeah. Uh, so when it comes to films, I have a few popular leopards to talk about. Okay. Uh, so my first one is uh, the, 
uh, from the 1999 Disney movie Tarzan. Okay. And this will actually prove what I said earlier about uh, leopards being gorilla killers. Yeah, well, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that a 1999 Disney movie proves my theory, but it'll help. <laughs> it'll, it'll help give you an understanding a little bit. So it, it's a good movie. I think I remember it. It was a good movie. Yeah. Did you like? Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad. So in the movie, there is a leopard. Uh, he's named Sub Sabor. And this leopard killed Tarzan's parents. Remember, they were building the treehouse, and yeah. he was still a baby. And then it was in the opening scene with a uh, um, oh, what's his name? What's that? The song that they were playing. Oh, from Phil Collins. Yeah, yeah, Phil, uh, the Phil Collins song. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, the leopard kills Tarzan's parents, legit, and. Then later on, the uh, gorillas go and investigate the gorilla family and the uh, the mother. I can't remember her name. Uh, takes in Tarzan and like has a fight with Sabor there to get away with him. And fast forward a bit. Uh, then years later, Sabor the leopard kills Tarzan's ape brother after they took him in. Yeah. And then a little bit later, Tarzan battles Sabor and ends up killing Sabor. It's kind of dark if you think about it. Yeah. For a Disney movie. It actually is pretty dark. <laughs> think about it. Like if that leopard just murdered and ate his parents. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought of it. Like that. Never That's thought of true. it like that until right now. That's true. But then anyway, um, Tarzan kills Sabor, and this kind of gains Tarzan's approval for the gorilla family. And he eventually will take on the leadership after Clayton kills the main ape. I remember that name. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then, so that, that's a, that's a famous leopard depiction. And it does put over the fact that uh, leopards in the Congo, cause that's where it took place is in the Congo and um, in Africa. So it does put over the fact that leopards hunted apes. Okay. Yeah. Not hunted. They still do, but they hunt apes. Yes. Uh-huh. All right. So then probably the most famous leopard, depiction is Bagheera from the Jungle Book. Okay. Do you can you think of any others? Um no. Yeah. That's so I, I feel like I feel like he was probably the most prominent one. And yes, he is a black Indian leopard and he's uh, he's a clever, serious and responsible character. The Jungle Book was a novel written by Joseph Kipling in 1894, and I'm not too familiar with the novel, but the animated movie is what I think of. Yeah, wait, was the animated? Wasn't it the animated? Wasn't Ruyard Kipling? So, okay, so thank you for so that was his first name. Joseph is his middle name. Oh, okay. But I, I didn't know. I, I thought, I thought he went by Joseph. So say, say the real name again. Ruyard. It's I. It's a uncommon name, so I assume we're yeah. saying it right. And I didn't know how to say it, so I was like, I can read Joseph. So okay, <laughs> Rudyard Joseph Kipling is his name. Good okay. job, Dave. Oh, thanks. And uh, I'm not like I said, I'm not familiar with the novel, but I am. I remember the animated movie back. It was uh, from 1967 and very loosely based on the novel. And but that is what I think of when I think of the Jungle Book. Yeah, there were um, so many versions of that one. Yeah. Yeah, and so like Bagheera, he helps Mowgli and takes him to be part of the wolf family and watches over him as he grows up. Is Bagheera's role? He's a cool character, 
Um, There's been several uh, adaptations of the Jungle Book since then. Do you know which one I I have not been able to find on streaming anywhere? Is the Jungle Book from like 1995, 96? The one with, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Had the guy from Jurassic Park in it. Brandon Lee? Is that the one? Yeah. 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 That might be him. Okay. Is it? I don't know. I, I can't. I can't say for sure, but yeah, it was, it was really, really good as a kid, but man, it is actually pretty dark. Yeah. yeah. It had like Shere Khan, like murdering villagers left and right. And, but, uh, I would love to see that movie again, but I haven't been able to find it anywhere. I might just uh, buy the DVD for 10 bucks. Hey, there you go. I'll just do that. Cause it was, a. I remember watching it as a kid. It was a cool movie yeah. and I had the guy from, um, princess bride in it. He was the bad guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you know his name? Carl, Carl, you, you, what's his name? Carl Hughes. Or the blonde like guy, that. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm something pretty sure like he was that. the bad guy. That's he, his, he, that's his name. he had a Jim Corbett look to him in that movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember like Shere Khan just like straight up murder, murders one of his buddies. And then that he gets eaten by, um, uh, what's the snake's name? Um, Ka, Ka, yeah, just Ka. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, that movie was dope. I I love that. I like that movie. I gotta watch it again. And then there's been uh, in 2017 we had the uh, Jungle Book from Disney that came out. That wasn't bad. Yeah, that was okay. Had uh, uh, what? Chris Christopher Walken was the uh, <laughs> was uh, he Louis the orangutan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. King Louis, who was like a gigantopithecus. <laughs> yeah. Like a way too big, which is, yeah, yeah. Well, orangutans don't live in Africa, but if he was a gigantopithecus, I guess it will count it. Okay, and then, uh, to I don't, Dave, I don't know if you ever saw this one. A a lesser known jungle book adaptation was just called Mowgli. Okay, um, from 2018, it was just pretty recent. Oh, okay, did you ever see it? No, wait, oh, oh, dude, no. Isn't that the one I'm thinking of with uh, Christopher Walken? No, no, no. Shoot. No, I don't. Uh, then I guess not. It was no, not a I Disney movie. It. it was it was not a Disney movie. Oh, but not it, a Disney. it was actually okay. no, it was actually pretty good. And it was it was a lot darker, too. But um, yeah, it was a really good one. And Bagheera yeah. is a I'm going for Bagheera is a character in all of these films. And he's always a pretty good character. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah. Dave, I'm sure there's many more that I've missed. But those were kind of the main one, main ones I was aware of. Okay. And at, at that, Dave, I think we have covered everything I want to on these awesome big cats. And like I said, we we don't want to demonize them. We've covered a lot, a lot of sto- several stories of them attacking people, and those Jim Corbett stories. But so I don't want to demonize them. Leopards are awesome. Yeah. And they, they should be respected, and they should be uh, uh, cared, or we should. Help uh, with conservation for them is what I'm going for. Yeah. But Dave, that is going to wrap up the episode. I hope uh, you and all the listeners learned a lot. I, I learned a lot uh, just research the hours of research I put in. And Dave, we love big cats and hopefully uh, everyone else does as well. And hopefully leopards are on your list of your favorites now. Yeah, I like leopards. Yeah. Leopards are cool. They're not as cool as jaguars, but yeah, they're close. <laughs> <laughs> jaguars are my favorite. But um, 
so for next episode, Dave, I haven't fully decided what to cover yet. Uh, I'm leaning to, well, it's going to, I don't want to say it if I can't do it. So I'm not going to say it. Okay. I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to say, right. we don't know what we're doing yet. If I can get time to do what I'm thinking about, I got to do it before Christmas is what it comes down to. We can do we'll, it. Uh, we will see. Yeah, I think I can do it. Yeah. Well, what's the one, uh, what's the one holiday animal you can think of? For Christmas? The, there's like one I can only think of. Reindeer. Exactly. So uh, I, I do want to put a reindeer episode together. So I got to do it real quick. And it's, it is hard for me to do that, but uh, I'm going to try. Sweet. I'll, I'll do it for everyone. So uh, Dave, I got nothing else to add. So if our listeners enjoy the show, what is something they can do for us? Go to iTunes, up a podcast, wherever you listen to. Subscribe, rate, review. Give us five stars. Say something you like about the show. It really helps us gain more attention, gain more listeners. If you really want to help us out, why don't you leap up off the couch right now, dig into those leopard-printed wallets. I know you got them. And try and help <laughs> Matt, Matt get his next big meal. <laughs> oh, Dave, that, that's always my favorite part of the show. Dave ad-libs that 100%. <laughs> So good job, Dave. And also to everyone, remember to get your Force of Nature t-shirts and stickers. Uh, I've got a big stack of stickers, uh, and I will send those stickers for free if anybody wants. All you got to do is uh, DM us on Facebook, Instagram, or email, and I will send them to you. And I, I think I just remembered that I forgot to do that for someone. I will not forget to do it to you, and I will send that guy his stickers. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, uh, to order uh, t-shirts, t-shirts are just 20 bucks plus shipping. So uh, if you order a t-shirt, obviously throw in free stickers as well. Our stickers are dope, by the way. Yeah. Uh, before we sign off, let's see what Cheetor and Dante have to say, huh? Yeah. Well, Dante, I still don't get your filthy, filthy fish joke from earlier, but whatever. However, while you guys were recording, I realized I haven't done any Christmas shopping so I quickly ran to the store and got everyone a special Christmas gift. Oh, it's going to be so good. You have to wait to see what I got you until Christmas. Wow, Cheetor, that was pretty quick. I guess it's a good thing you're a cheetah. It can run 70 miles an hour. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about you, Dante? Oh, yeah. I guess I should hurry up and get you guys some gifts. Well, I'll swim on over to the river bank and make a withdrawal. I hope you guys like leopard print. Wow, did they both just say they would get us gifts? That's... I'm kind of surprised by that. Yeah, that's unusual. Uh, I wonder what it is. Uh, let, let's be a little skeptical on it, Dave. Yeah, keep your expectations low. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do give them the gift of free rent in my place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, guess, I guess maybe we should get them a Christmas gift, too. All right. Tell them to keep their expectations low. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, Dave, do you have anything else to add? Anything to plug? No, I'm good. All right. This is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.